All right, you guys, this is season five, episode one. And I just want to say really quick, thank you so much to my tried and true listeners who come back here to listen to these episodes that just appear out of nowhere after months of silence. You know, I really appreciate that. Um, This episode's a pretty raw truth episode about something that I've experienced the last few months. And I have experienced a lot of just fear and a lot of feelings of setback in my business and in my life. And I know a lot of people have experienced that this year. And I want to speak into that. I want to just like rip off the bandaid. Let's look at the mess and then let's move along from it. Shall we? Let's go. coming and you're listening to from anxious to able what's up from anxious to able family how have you been how have you been i just missed you so much it's been a while how long i don't even know but it's been a while where have i been you know been here been here in a whirlwind of sorts, in a whirlwind of sorts. And I'm excited to be back, you guys. I'm so excited to be back on the podcast um, with a really clear vision of where this is going to go and having already had some pretty fucking epic interviews that I can't wait to share with you. So if you're listening, thanks. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for coming back to the podcast. If you came, you know, if you if you kind of fell off the earth like I did with the podcast and now you're like, oh, hey, it's back and I'm back and let's go. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> wow. Okay. So I had no idea what I wanted my first podcast episode to be. Like I said, I have a great vision for this podcast, but like, what should I record my first time? Um, no, but really I'm like, okay, I... I do have a really clear vision of what I want people to experience with this next season, but I didn't know how to begin because for the last few months, I have been totally and completely in like storm mode. Like, have you ever felt, let me just ask you this question real quick. Like, have you ever felt like you were just taken under by a wave and you are like rolling and rolling and you are holding your breath and you're just praying. You're just praying that that undercurrent pushes you to shore or that the wave passes before you run out of breath. Have you felt that way recently? I bet the likelihood is probably yeah, because it seems to be going around like a virus or something, you know? Um, which, you know, this one, this particular feeling seems a little bit more detrimental, I think. Um, that's personal opinion, but anyway, so the economies, you know, it's going through some shit. If you haven't noticed gas is up, uh, you know, property taxes are up, uh, groceries are up and, you know, we're not really getting paid more. (laughs) You know, as an entrepreneur, that's the beauty of entrepreneurship, right? Is like you can pivot and you can start looking for different sources of income. But um, a lot of people out there are, you know, getting their, you know, new property taxes of like, especially in our area in Texas and being like, what the actual fuck? Like their homes are being valued, um, you know, three times what they paid for it. And they're having to pay property taxes on that. And it's like really sad. Um we actually don't own our home, so I don't know why I'm diving into this topic, but it just kind of came up in conversation with the um, yesterday, and and it's kind of just been sticking sticking in the forefront of my mind because it, you know that's a lot of people who might lose homes because they can't pay their taxes in homes that they might even already own. So that's fucking sad. Um, anyway, this isn't a sad podcast episode, I promise you, um, but I do want to be really just raw and honest with you about what I've been going through the last few months because I 100% bit off more than I could chew and I didn't want to talk about it. Um, I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to talk about it until I was on the other side of it. 
And sometimes you can't get to the other side of it until you clean out your dirty laundry or whatever they say, you know, until you dump out the purse of shit and you see what's what's working and what's not until you can be really raw and vulnerable and um, honest with yourself and honest with the people around you about what you're really experiencing. And that moment happened for me yesterday where it really clicked that I can't just keep running, you know, underwater, um, waiting for that break <laughs> um, in the in the waves or whatever. And I I need to come clean about what I'm really experiencing and let it be okay and let it be okay. And, and also recognizing that I'm not the only one going through this right now and that me not sharing this and me trying to overcome it so I can be like the hero before I've taken responsibility for my actions, um, you know, it just doesn't really work that way. And it's, I'm always talking about this, but sometimes you just kind of get in your own vortex, your own echo chamber of what's right and wrong and, you know, what you're experiencing. And I, you know, honestly, there was a lot that I just wasn't seeing. There was a lot I wasn't seeing until a really beautiful person in my life um, who I consider probably like one of the greatest mentors I've ever had, who my brother-in-law um, sat me down and just like invited me and opened the space for me to get really raw and vulnerable and and um, like clean out my dirty laundry or air out my, air out my dirty laundry. There we go. <laughs> And lots of tears, man. Lots of tears came. And it was really freeing. I don't know if you guys have ever had any kind of psychedelic experience. I have not in many years, but I, I went through a period of time where I was pretty I was on that train, you know. Um, and that's kind of how I felt by the end of last night. I had processed so much. I had seen so much of like what I was doing to myself and how I was operating and like just got that bird's eye view. And I um, felt like when I, you know, like whenever you get to the other side of a psychedelic experience, especially one that you do in like a ceremony setting and it's overnight, like um, whenever I was, you know, did an ayahuasca ceremony, it's like when you get to the other side, you're so exhausted, but you have so much to process and you like kind of feel like you were you like that, like a tiny little naked bird with no feathers that just came out the egg of like, Ooh, um, I need to process that. <laughs> that was a lot of work coming out of that shell. Um, no, I need, <laughs> I'm starting again. Let's go. Let's go. And, um, in a lot of ways to be perfectly honest, which you get, have you guys heard that song? If I'm being honest, I'm not being honest. I give you roses, just hoping you won't see the weeds in my garden. It's going viral right now. Wow, what a beautiful lyric. Anyway, that's kind of how I feel. You know, when I heard that song, I was like, mm. I didn't even realize I wasn't being fully honest about what I was experiencing because I was so in this like, mode of just like push through, push through, hold your breath, hold your breath. Like you're going to come out the other side. You're going to come out the other side. Just wait till you get off the roller coaster, you know, and hope you land. Like you're just jumping around and hoping you're landing in the right spot. And, um, yeah. So let's go back, um, to what the fuck am I talking about? I planned a wedding. I t decided to finally pick a date for, um, our wedding when I decided to pick that date for the wedding, <laughs> I had just amended my taxes and had gotten notified that I was going to be getting um, a, quite a large sum back that I had paid. And, and so I was like, this is free, like basically, you know, money I wasn't counting on, basically like a little savings account. Yay, we can finally do our wedding. Well, it was supposed to come in a certain period of time. Like we picked a date, we started sending out invitations and everything. It was supposed to come in a, in a specific period of time. I was, the plan was to never like dip into our family's income to pay for this wedding because we have a lot of other things going on. Um, we're, we're covering from mold exposure, which maybe, you know, we can do an episode on that soon, but, um, and you know, the economy and like, it's just, a, it's, it's an interesting time to like choose to get to, to put on a wedding. And I had a lot of shame and a lot of guilt for, wanting to do this wedding. And when I originally planned it, I felt 
excited to celebrate. I felt like that's what I really wanted to do this year. I really wanted to step into a space of celebration and not be taken down and just just coast, you know, just lay back in the water if we're if we're going with the ocean vibes. I want to just like lay back in the water and breathe and let my belly rise and fall and just float, you know. Um but that's not, you know, we don't always get to decide how our life unfolds. <laughs> anyway, this money, I was waiting on this money to come and it was supposed to come within 16 weeks of um the you know me filing. Well, you know how the IRS is. They're just great. And it got to like 20 weeks and then I called and like I was calling every day for weeks because um they would just keep telling me like sorry, like our line is too busy to take this call. Please try again tomorrow. Like literally every single time I called. So 24 weeks, 28, like it was literally just so many weeks and I just kept calling every day. Finally, it like the line went through and then I was on hold for an hour and 50 minutes. Finally, someone answered and and then they just told me basically like, oh, sorry, we're just behind. Um, But like now that it's been long, now that it's been longer than the time we told you it was going to be like, we can't tell you how long it's going to be now. And that's all we can tell you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, thank you very much. So it was like a total buzzkill because now instead of just like letting this wedding unfold and, you know, being able to like it not be a huge stress, now it became this thing where I have to come up with this money on top of providing for my family right now. And to pay for this wedding because uh, we were already too far in to like reschedule or anything. And I really wanted to get married. Like it was something that we, we really wanted to do. And I started experiencing a lot of guilt and shame for wanting to do that right now in the midst of everything that's going on in the world. Like really. And I, 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 the responsibility and the heaviness I placed on myself to make this work um, without asking for help because I was already, so here's what happened. Um, I was subsidizing basically like what, um, (laughs) to be real honest, like what I, like what was more than what we were, um, used to having, like, um, in the sense of like what I was making, you know, covering our expenses and everything, like all of the extra expenses, like I was just every month, like kind of like leading into, I was just kind of putting on my credit card, just like waiting for that moment, waiting for the money, like waiting for that moment to happen, right? Where like something falls into place. And here's the thing. I really want to explain this well, because the, like, I want to, I want to explain why I didn't talk about this and also explain a little bit about like what I've been experiencing. So you can really understand I actually made more money last this past year when I filed my taxes. I made more money than I made the year prior. It did not feel like I did. Okay. I did not feel like I made anywhere near the amount of money that I made the year prior. Here's why. Everything costs more. Everything costs more than it did last year. So even though I made more I was experiencing this feeling of total lack and total survival and failure. Like, guys, like just so much failure. Like that I – and, I, you know, I was aware. I was aware of this piece and I was having that inner dialogue every day and I was saying the affirmations and I was, I was doing those things and I was pushing through and I was seeing – the goodness in my life. I mean, there was so much goodness in my life, so many beautiful things unfolding at the same time that I was experiencing this like, you know, when you're just like in that moment where you're just kind of being, you know, like I said in the way, like you're being bounced back and forth, but you know the wave has to pass. You know it and you know on the other side of that is going to be something beautiful. Like I could feel that. So many beautiful things were even happening in, in the time that I was feeling this way that I could see, but I couldn't feel. Um, I could see them and they were happening, but I couldn't celebrate them because I was just in my mind, like onto the next thing, onto the next thing. Like, even though, you know, I just got that amazing partnership or I got that amazing deal or someone just blessed us with, you know, so, you know, however much money or whatever it was like, okay, 
in my mind, like I'm still trying to catch up. We're still trying to catch up to what it is that we need in order to be able to move through this wedding and to like all the things, because then now we were in debt because of this wedding. And I guys, the guilt and the shame, because (laughs) Oh my God, it was so real and so heavy for, for the last few months. And, um, and I, and I, you know, I kept having that dialogue of like, it's okay. Like you made this choice. Just embrace it. Just lean in. You have everything it takes. You have had so many victories. You are incredible. Leader. You know, like I know those things are fact in the regards of like what is possible, but like, I wasn't feeling that way. I am the sole provider of my family. And as the sole provider of my family, I had, f- I felt like I made a very dumb choice to do this wedding having not like thinking that the money that was going to be there was like, was inevitable. Um, and I carried a lot of shame about that anyway. So I was like really pushing, pushing, pushing to figure out how I was going to not only create, you know, enough income to provide my family, which now we need more income because we need to, um, you know, face the economy, which if you're out there, I feel you, I see you, I'm hugging you hard right now because I know what it's like. Um, and so that, right. And on top of that, come up with this money for this wedding. And let me just say, we did get help with the wedding from, um, Corey's parents and lots of like, just, uh, you know, people here and there, like different family members coming in, like, Hey, let me take care of this. Let me take care of that. That was the beautiful thing about it was not having the money forced us to figure out so many other ways of doing things. So we'll get to that. But, um, yeah, so like not having that, like you just had to figure stuff out. And, and a lot of friends and family members, sisters, my parents, just trying to help wherever they could, even if it wasn't financially, you know? Um, but even in that, having seen that, and, and witnessing it and knowing like, oh my God, I have so many beautiful people in my life. I couldn't really feel it because I was still carrying this burden and this heaviness and this responsibility to provide for my family and to do this thing that I promised that I would do that I've already committed to, right? Woo! So we're, we're leading up to the hour here, right? So it's been months and months and I just keep I just keep like, like basically I have put a lot of things in place. I had put a lot of things in place where as long as everything fell completely, exactly, precisely, exactly, exactly, precisely, exactly um, how I needed them to go, like we would make it to the other side. But if anything faulted, like money not coming when it's supposed to, um, we would be in not a good situation. Okay. So, well, for the months prior, nothing was happening as planned. So me still trying to hold on to this plan that everything's going to unfold exactly as it needs to was very, very hard for me. But I kept pushing through. I, I just kept seeing the vision. I finally started to be able to see us get married, which was really the help of my sisters and um, my dear friends. Like they help see, they help put that vision into place for me. Because at the time of me, just kind of like, like I was like, oh my god, this is not, ha- this is not going to happen. Like I can't make this happen right now. It's just too much. So I had so much support and like really helping create that vision um, of what this wedding could be and, it, you know, all of that. So that was such a blessing. And I really have been sitting in that feeling, feeling that and witnessing that now. But at the time that all of these things were happening, I still was in a state of panic and <laughs> like nothing was enough, which is, you know, I, I'm sitting here saying this from a space of like, humility, I guess, in, in the regards to like, I am very grateful for everything that everybody was doing for me. But when, and then as a state, but I was in such a state of survival that I could hardly, I could hardly really experience it because it wasn't enough. I was so far behind, just felt so far behind, just felt so not enough that it was like no amount of help was like, you know what I mean? Like giving me, like making me feel like I could just take a breath. 
So now I'm sitting here saying like, fuck, I have such amazing people in my life and I'm so aware of that. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, going back, like I made more money than I made the year prior. I did not feel like that. I have been very much so experiencing states of survival and and just responsibility and burden and heaviness and even a little resentment, even a little resentment um, to be to be fully frank. I, you know, I'm trying to be fully honest here. Um, at the same time that I was creating some pretty badass things, you know, and, and, and financially things were, were happening. Um, it was just, I bit off more than I could chew. And I also have no money management skills. (laughs) I mean, I have some, I'm acquiring them. I'm learning. Um, but I was not raised with any understanding. Um, I was raised with the close your eyes and throw money out the window and just hope it goes where it needs to go and hope you get more coming through the next window. You know, like I was not taught, um, about how to save, how to budget, how to, um, you know, like manage credit cards, how all of those things. And I went through a period, um, these last few months where my credit cards to me were like a trust fall, um, or like, a something I could lean into when like I needed to dip into something rather than positioning myself, which we'll get into this a little bit more because I want to take you guys a little bit more on this journey as we, um, throughout this season of this podcast. So like my journey, really learning this. Cause I know I've dabbled in it. I've dabbled, but now I have, I, there's no other option for me. I can't skirt around this. I have to learn how to do this. Um, I have to learn how to be able to, navigate this world of money because I can make money. I'm really good at making money. But if I put myself in a position where I have to make money right now in this very moment or things aren't going to go, then it's a lot harder for me because I, it's just the pressure. The pressure just takes away from my creativity. I am creative flow type of person. I like to do things because they align with my mission and my purpose, not because I have to do them, even though we do have to do things that we don't always want to do in order to, to reach that level of success. But you know what I mean. That level of um, being able to just like take a little risk and play a little bit and, and, and explore ideas, it felt um, just crushed. It felt like you better come up with something now that's going to work and, you know, like that kind of thing. And um so I'm saying this to you now because this journey out of survival is not like a one-stop shop, okay? Just because I'm making more money than I've ever made, just because I hit that six-figure earning, whatever it is, that does not mean that this journey is done for me. There is so much I don't know. There's so much I was never taught. And at the same time that I am trying to provide for my family financially and learn how to, learning the ropes of entrepreneurship, right? Building my own business. I'm learning that. And at the same time, having to learn all of the other backend stuff um, so that we not only are able to make money, but that we, um, like, we have a safety net and we have savings and we have, you know what I mean? Like it's a completely different world. Making money is very different than learning how to manage money. And, um, I'm in a position where you can't really like, you're either always going to be in a state of having to run, 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 make money, make money, make money, which was never the reason I did all of this. Or you're in a state of learning how to, to manage your money so that you can, bring that, that level of like heaviness or responsibility or pressure down to a place where then you can work from a space of purpose and passion. Um, and I will, yeah, I'll I'll get more into how this conversation came up, but it's time for a little
right, I got to tell you about this Aries Tech Life Tune device. And yes, it looks as cool as it sounds. This is an EMF protectant um, device. They actually have a couple different devices. They have like one that goes on your phone. They have a, like a personal one that can go in your wallet. They have one that's like a keychain that can go on your keys or, you know, clip onto your bag. And then they also have one that I really love right now. It's called the Room Device. And um, I have it in my office. I can see it from here that helps protect the whole space from EMF and EMR. So if you don't know what EMF is, it's electromagnetic frequencies. Um, those are the frequencies that are, you know, being transmitted to communicate from your Wi-Fi to your computer, from 4G towers and 5G towers to your phone. And like, we're just kind of in this mini microwave or big, not mini microwave, a big ass microwave all the time. And I've kind of been really into EMF protection and stuff for quite some time. Um, more of just like a just in case type of thing, you know, just having kids and working from home and we, you know, we have our Wi-Fi plugged in all day. I have my phone on me all day pretty much, you know, having computers around all the things. Um, I work from home on my devices. And so it's one of those things where I'm like, Hey, you know what? We don't actually know so much about this and I'm just going to put some things in place to, um, you know, provide protection just in case. <laughs> um, I'm not going to, you know, freak out about it. I'm not going to like, like start going to like anti Wi-Fi protests and stuff because I actually am quite grateful for the ability to work from home. But I do understand um, that this is all very new to us. And uh, yeah, so something really cool about Aries Tech is that their devices don't compromise the effectiveness of your Wi-Fi or the way that your devices work. So a lot of times when you get like EMF blockers, um, those things are made out of like metal, like, like basically like microfiber that's made from metal. Like, I don't know exactly what the material is, but, um, it blocks, it's like supposed to be like a blocker. So it doesn't allow the waves to move through what this does. It's called, I'm actually going to read this you guys, because I don't want to butcher it because I kind of understand the way that it works, but I feel like this is written well. So it's a modulation technology that harmonizes all of the EMF EMR waves within the effective range, offering surrounding protection for anyone with that area. So the way I understand this is that it's creating a like neutralizing wave that is more harmonious with our bodies and so doesn't affect us as fit, like negatively physically, um, which I think is really rad. And I've actually noticed a huge difference. So I've had this one on my phone for probably since December. So I don't know how long that is, but since December. And um, I used to have like my like my pinkies would start like falling asleep or tingling whenever I would be writing on my phone for a long time. And I actually haven't experienced that since I have had this on my phone. So that's something that I feel like is really cool. But also they just, they just released this amazing video. You got to go to their website um, because it blew my mind. You got to go ariestech.com. Um, it's A-I-R-E-S-T ech.com and they have a video like pinned to their homepage right now of the study that they did where they put like an EEG on people which is like a brain scan and they had people like talking on their phone for 10 minutes or using a VR headset or you know using all these different types of devices and then they showed their brain waves like after 10 minutes of using the device and their brain is like heated up like it literally looks like they're in a microwave it's insane and then they show them using their devices with a Aries Tech device, whether either near them or on them, because um, they have a couple different ones. And then their brain waves are like totally flat. Like they look like, I don't know what the word is, but you know, like a baseline, their baseline. And they're, some of them even look better than they did um, like before adding the Aries tech, like their baseline before they, they use the device, like some of the brain waves looked better than their baseline with the Aries tech. So, um, that was something that just like really blew my mind and also made me just really grateful and excited to partner with this company because it's something that I'm pretty passionate about. And, um, this partnership just like really fell into place and I'm just really, really excited for it and, um, excited for these products and excited to get them in people's homes like truly. So if you work from home, if you have an office from home, or if you're just on your phone, which I think a lot of people are, if you're on your phone a lot, like just grab one of those little, um, they have like a, it's, I think it's called just a life tune device. It's their, um, 
like their OG. It's like a little button that goes on the back of your phone. And um, just grab one of those <laughs> because, you know, I'm, I'm a just-in-case type of person. But at this point, it's not even so much just-in-case. Like after seeing that video, like go watch the video. After seeing that video, I was like, oh my gosh. Like I am using my phone and my computer and I have my Wi-Fi plugged in all day when I'm – like we try to unplug it at night and stuff. But like when I'm around my kids, like I mean – I have my I have devices around my kids all the time. So that's really what, you know, just kind of blew my mind or like letting my kid use the iPad or whatever. So, um, yeah, I'm on board with it. I think it's an amazing product, but also it's a beautiful product. Like go look at them. They are like a work of art, truly a work of art. So, um, it's Aries tech, A I R E S T E C H.com. And I actually have a quite a great coupon code. You can use moon babe, 25 M O O N B A B E two five to get 25% off your entire order. What's up? Glad I can help. Glad I can help. Okay. Now let's get back to the episode. So that's where I was at. Um, and I didn't really want to talk about it because I was just like, no, so embarrassed that I put myself back in that position, having had so many victories and so much success and having had made the money that I made, the fact that I put myself in that position was very embarrassing to me. So it took a while for me to give myself space to have compassion and grace for this journey that I am on, that I've never been on before and that I was never taught. So here's what happened. And this is really wild, you guys. So I go over to my brother-in-law's office to talk to him about – what I need to do to get myself in a position where we can finally purchase this home that we're living in, which we are renting from him now. But the, there's always been an agreement when we, when he bought this land that we would eventually purchase it. So, um, I I went over there to talk to him about that because I wanted to start putting a plan in place for, you know, where does, where does, how do I work on my credit? you know, w- with, with my, you know, with my dad and with these things, like, what do I need to work on first? Where does my money need to go? Where do I need to focus? Do I need to focus on like a savings? Do I need to focus on paying my debt down? Do I need to focus on paying off whatever, you know, this card and not this one. Like I just, I was like really looking for some guidance. Um, because there's moments where I'm like, yeah, I got this. And then there's moments where I'm like shooting in the dark (laughs) and I'm just like, um, you know, if it's there and and we need something and I have it, let's go, let's use it. I'll, I'll make it again. You know, that's, that's been my, that's been my journey. My journey has been, if we have it now, let's use it for what we need and we'll, I'll just make it again. I'll just make it again. I'll just make it again. So I'm always in that position of making it again, which, you know, props to me, I guess in some kind of way, Kanye style that I've been able to do that. I've been able to keep us moving in, you know, <laughs> afloat. I've been able to keep us afloat. Um, but I don't want to just keep afloat. You know, I really want to thrive and I don't want to be in a suspicion. I am aging quickly right now. I'm like, <laughs> literally, I have two babies, three years old, 10 months old, and I feel like I'm aging very quickly right now. And I'm like, okay, we need to calm down. We need to chill the fuck out. You know, what do I need to do to put some plans in place so that I feel more empowered? Um, so that is the conversation that we ended up having when I went. We 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 didn't really even talk about the home because he was like, "You're really not ready for that right now," um, which was like, "Oh, okay," you know. But like in the best way, um, like to be able to like just identify where I'm at right now of like, you know, what needs to happen. And so he asked me about the wedding and um, and just like where I was at, and he gave me permission. It was the first time someone gave me permission to like really lay it all out, um, where I didn't feel like I did feel a lot of shame and I did feel a lot of just like embarrassment because also this is like, this is the guy that I go to. This is the person I look up to for financial inspiration or whatever, right. For like, like I want him to look at me and be proud. And, um, I look up to him and I am, he, I'm in, he's very, I am, I'm inspired by what he has accomplished and their whole family, both him and his wife, my sister, Brooke, like I am very inspired by them and I want them to be really proud of me. (laughs) That's like important to me. Um, and you know, a little background, if you don't know, like I actually lived with them when I was a kid for a while. Um, so the only 
time that I ever got any kind of disciplinary um, lessons around money was when I was living with them. They used to like kind of have me pay five bucks every time I missed the bus and I would, you know, have to pay if I made certain grades and they would pay me if I made certain grades. And that was like the only monetary exchange, anything, any kind of relationship I had with like being responsible with money. (laughs) And um, so my period of time there was really important to me. And what I learned from them is really important to me. And also like, you know, having this conversation with my brother-in-law, Billy, like, and, and being like, I, uh, you know, I'm this much in debt (laughs) and here's where I'm at, you know, like, here's where I'm at. This is what, this is what's happened. Like, I've just been kind of closing my eyes and running and this is like, like, let's look at it. Basically it was, what was the most embarrassing was that I didn't even know. I didn't know what percentage my credit cards were charging me an interest. I know guys, I know. Roll your eyes. Like what the fuck? Right. I had no idea. I had no idea how much your credit cards were, were um, charging me an interest. In my mind, I was just getting beyond this decision I had made so that I could move along with my life, right? I didn't even really care. We were just – and that's – and that right there, sure sign, sure sign that survival is leading the fucking way, okay? So big alarm there for me, big red flag. I didn't even know what my percentages were on my credit cards. I didn't know how much debt I was in until he had me pull it all up and add it all together and write down all my percentages. Um, So we went through all the numbers and like I got to just really see it with the support of someone next to me, which was really helpful, um, who like could really walk me through what kind of questions do we need to ask. And, 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 um, as I learn, you guys, I will be here to help. And actually, we have a really fun podcast episode coming on um, soon in the next couple weeks with uh, Laura Jean Bell, which she is a um, she's like really into like budgeting, and and she doesn't. We have already I've already had the interview, and you're gonna love it. It's been um, it was amazing. I learned so much. So it was funny because I had that conversation with her almost like maybe just two days prior or di- day prior to having this conversation. So it was like everything was like being laid on the table. Like I was having to like, just kind of like empty out that bag. Um, and you know, and he just looked at me and he said, everyone has experienced this, no matter how much money they are making, no matter how many zeros are at the end of this number, everyone has experienced that. Like, it doesn't matter whether you're $600 in debt, or you're $16,000 in debt, or you're $160,000 in debt, or whatever it is, the stress is the same. And no matter how, you know, much money you are making, if you don't learn these things, (laughs) then you will always experience this. And even people who do know these things still experience those moments where they're kind of like, okay, 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 I'm, I'm placing some bets. I'm taking some risk. If everything doesn't fall in alignment exactly as it should, then I'm going to fall. Like, okay, here we go. Just like hold your breath and hope you land, you know? He said everybody has experienced that on, on their entrepreneurial journey or in their, in their business or in their life. And, and he just, at the moment that I fucking just broke down crying, he just kind of looked at me like right before that, he just kind of looked at me and he said, what you are doing is a massive responsibility and not everyone will be able to understand the burden that you carry as a mother, as a business owner, as the provider, the sole provider for your family. Like not everyone will be able to fully understand that burden or that responsibility. And he just really in that moment made me feel so seen. And I just like lost my shit. You guys just hyperventilating, crying. (laughs) I just finally was able to just like lean into the fact that I was embarrassed and I was like ashamed. I felt shame. I hate that word, but it's true. Shame was like really present in my body. And in that moment, I just felt it like come out and just like felt it be okay that I, that I, you know, quote unquote fucked up or whatever. Right. Um, so that day 
he gave me some homework. Um, the homework was to write down all my variable costs. So those are costs that, you know, change every month. That would be like your gas, your, your, um, your groceries, like different expenses for your children, like different things like that. So like kind of average variable cost. Um, and then you're like set cost. Um, so that's like your, your rent or your mortgage payment, your insurance payment, your phone payment, like all of those things. Um, what your debt is and percentages of all my credit cards, like what, what my APRs are, um, what my income is, which is very hard to calculate as an entrepreneur. But so I did like low, 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 low end. This is what I can count on. And then everything, like basically what he's kind of trying to get me to do is like live on that bare minimum of what I can count on and then everything else have a plan for it. So it's not just like, oh, we're getting a lot of money. Let's get married, you know, like, but we have a plan in place and like what we want to acquire first before we get into that space of like, oh, let's celebrate ourselves and go travel here and there and all the things. So you guys have seen me do that. You've literally seen me take off and go for a month and like, it's something we really love to do. And it's also something that I recognize in this very moment in time, and this is just a season for us and with the economy and everything that we really should be smart and we really should make sure that we have buffer and space so that if something were to happen, we aren't falling back in a hole of credit cards, but we have a lump of money, right? So it's like, I was using credit cards like as though it was my um, like shit hit the fan fund <laughs> when no. So now I have to fill that hole and, and build a lump and, or, you know, build a pile that I can take from when we, you know, are experiencing different levels in our business. Because here's the thing, guys, if you're an entrepreneur, there are going to be different levels in your business. It is not a sure win trajectory up all the time. In almost every single business, there are going to be drops. There are going to be stagnant moments. There are going to be times where you're like, what the fuck, you know? Um, and you have to be able to lean into those changes and to be able to make it through those times. And, um, I hadn't ex really experienced that yet up until this last, like, I would say, I keep saying like last few months, but I would say it's been, it's been about eight months kind of like leaning into each other, you know, um, like kind of building up on, on each other of me feeling like that. And it really eating at my, my self-worth, even though on paper, everything I have accomplished on paper and, and what, I, you know, it's, it's like, I've grown so much as a person, but, um, yeah, I, I felt like I had moved backwards and I felt like I just kind of failed, you know, even though my businesses was do, were doing well, it was just, it was a very mental thing and a reality of the economy also. Um, so I sobbed, you guys, I sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and I got a loan so I, I got a loan for the money that I needed to pay for the wedding. Cause here was the question that he asked me. He asked me this question and he told me not to answer it. And then I just kind of was like, oof, yeah. He said, why do you do what you do? And what will you do? And why, or why, why do you do what you do? And why will you keep doing it when you got a million dollars sitting in the bank? When you no longer have to survive, when you no longer have the burden of responsibility of providing for your family, you're that person, you're the strong, you're like, you're, you gotta be strong. You gotta do, you know, when that's not pushing you forward, when that's not the reason you're showing up, when that's no longer all, you know, when you've experienced abundance in like true form and you've been able to get to that place of like having something to lean on and having those, you know, options of what you want to do with your life. When you have money sitting in the bank, why will you continue to show up and do what you do? And I was like, Oh, cause that's, that hasn't been like fully the reason I've been doing what I'm doing right now, you know? And he told me, he was said, okay, take this loan and step back into doing what you do and why you do it because you do it well. Oh my God, guys, I was just so crying. I was just sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. He's like, you can't 
do what you do, the way that you show up, the type of creativity you have, the the um, innovation that you have to make money and to, you know, support people and to build community. And like, you've done a lot. He's like, I'm always talking about it. Like how impressed I am. You told me he was proud of me, you guys, you know, how impressed I am about what you've been able to accomplish, but you can't do what you do in that state because it isn't in alignment with what your purpose is in alignment with what you're doing and why you're doing it. And if you keep falling back into that space, it's not going to work and your business won't grow and you won't grow. He said, so what I ask is that you just like let go of the pressure of needing to make this money for the wedding or whatever it is. Like let go of that and step back into why do you do the way, what, why do you do what you do and why will you keep doing it when you have money in the account, when you have money, when you have all the money you need? Why will you keep showing up? Woo! You guys, let me tell you what happened next. Okay. So this money I've been waiting on from the IRS, it's been literally over double the amount of time that it said that it would take. So in my mind, I'm like, I don't even know if this money's coming. Fuck it. Right? I shouldn't be counting on this money. Um, and also, like, I wasn't fully counting on this money. I was also working very hard. But what though I work very hard to provide for my family, right? So it's not just, like, bonus. <laughs> um, so I was, like, looking for those. And I had – done some really fun new things and created some really fun new partnerships. And I, and a lot of really amazing things were unfolding and happening, but it was kind of one of those things where it's like dangling far away. Like, you know, they're coming, the agreements there, all the stuff. Um, but this money is, is, it seems too far right now to count on it. So that's awesome. Cause when I get to the other side of this, that will be there. And like, we'll kind of like be on that trajectory or whatever. Um, but I, I'm not just going to wait around for it. Right. Like I'm not doing that. So I've been in this like kind of different mode. And, um, so anyway, I take the loan, which for me was like, like, there was such a big lesson here in acknowledging my, and, and just like acknowledging my shame and acknowledging my embarrassment and like being able to ask for help, which <laughs> Like I almost didn't even really, you know what I mean? Like I had to have been, I kind of had to be coerced to like to open up, but thank the fucking gods that someone did that for me or else I probably would have exploded, you know, thinking that I was like, I had it all under control. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, I got home, I put it in my wedding book and I didn't deposit it. I just sat there for a moment and I really thought about why I did the way, what I did. And I cried a lot, you guys, because I realized that all of these people were being there for me and, and like really seeing like a really like just doing everything that they could to support me during this time, like in acts of services and, and just checking in and like keeping me excited about the day, even though I was stressed about it. Um, and like all of that. And I have just been like in my own fucking world, my own world. I have had friends who've moved homes. I've had friends who've lost their fucking family members. I've had so many people in my life who are going through really hard times that I couldn't be there for because I was just in my own wave. And that day... All I wanted to do was pour into people the way that I was just poured into. Like my cup, I left there. My cup felt so full. I felt so seen for the first time in a really long time. Um, I felt like I can move on from this now. I felt like I can, I, I've seen it now. I've seen it. I've seen it and I can move on from this now. I can, I can like do the work now. Now that I've seen it, I can clean it up. But this whole like not wanting to look at it until it's clean, until it's clean, then I'll look back. It was like that was never going to work. I had to be able to, I had to be able to look at it and like let myself feel those feelings and not just keep pushing through and trying to get to the other side so that I didn't have to take responsibility for the actions that I made and for, you know, the things that I didn't know. And, um, and I really had to just look at it so that then I could really clean it up properly. And that was a very freeing moment and I felt very full in that and I wanted to just pour into others in that way. So I, I 
sat there and I was like, this is why, like this exact reason, what he just did for me was, is what I want to do for other people. And it's always been what I, what like has led all of the different creations that I made like up until recently. And even, even recently that's been there. I just haven't felt it as strong. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know why I do what I do. I'm very clear about the purpose that I have here, but I wasn't feeling that. I was feeling more of responsibility of providing than I was the reason I do what I do, which is to support and to hold space for other people to explore, to be raw and messy and let it be okay. Like literally exact thing that someone just did for me. That is what I want to do for others. And I just started messaging my friends and just acknowledging, hey, I know I haven't really been around and I know that you're going through this. And I just want to let you know that I see you and like, I, I really see you and I see the way that you've been, you know, dancing between grief and gratitude. And I see the way that you've been just like so gracefully moving from thing to thing and being so strong. And I just want you to know that it is not easy what you're going through. I don't even know if I can truly understand what you're going through, but I just feel it. I really feel it for you. And I love you. And if you need anything, like, let me know. You know I, I had that awakening of like, Ooh, I need to step out of my, myself for a moment and lean back in and, 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 and not put myself in a position where I can't be helpful if I'm not rich. Right. Or like, if I'm not overly abundant, if I don't have more than I need, I can't be helpful. Like that's just ridiculous. Right. There's so many other ways to be helpful. And I saw that with how many people were being so helpful to me, not monetarily, but just with love and acts of service and words of encouragement and listening ears and all of the things. And really seeing that the ways people were supporting me and really, and being like, Oh, okay. I've just been like, you know, receiving that. And I really didn't, I, I was in a space where I just needed to do that. I needed to receive that. It's, it, it's not a bad thing to be in those positions necessarily, but it is a very beautiful thing to be able to awake from them to, and to be able to like pour into others. Um, and like really see like, Oh, okay. Like I, I can, I can, I can give back in this way, in these ways. Um, like the power of letting, just really allowing someone to be seen like just really truly acknowledging what someone is going through without feeling like you have to fix it or without, you know, really maybe you don't even have any solutions, like, but just being able like, whoa, wow, I see this. I feel this. I don't know if I, you know, I, I maybe you understand it or maybe you don't, but like just really acknowledging what they're going through. There's nothing more powerful than that. Like at that moment, there was nothing more powerful than that to me. At that moment, I felt like anything was possible and that I really did have what it took to get beyond this. I was questioning if I had what it took. I was pushing through and I was pushing through, but I was questioning it every single day. And I was having to have that inner dialogue with myself every single day. And of course my partner was amazing. And, but I also like realized that I wasn't super open with him about it all. Um, and that was another conversation of like, we need to learn how to work together more in this environment, in this particular world. I want to be more open and honest to you about where we're at and like really be able to work together in that way. Um, because I just tend to kind of close my eyes and put my blinders on and I just kind of keep it to myself because of the shame that I feel around that, that the shame that I feel around not having not being an expert of how to shoot money, you know, not knowing those things. Like, I feel like people should know these things and I don't know these things. And I feel really, it's like, you know, people who didn't go to school and they're kind of like, or maybe whatever, you know, and, and they're kind of like always a little bit, um, uh, self, self or insecure about like grammar, you know, whatever it is, like, that's how I feel about money management. I feel like, you know, people who've, who've had that experience, who know where to invest and how to invest and like all of these things. And I'm like trying to learn it. And I just feel so ignorant to it and, and, um, yeah, and embarrassed by it. And I'm acknowledging it full on right now because it's got to change. It's got to change because there's no need for the amount of money that I make and the position like there's It's no need for me to be constantly feeling like this. And the only reason I'm feeling like this is because of not knowing or having control over where things go. And you really do have to like, it's like time. Like I've talked about this in time and I've really gotten it down with time of like, oh, 
I just want to be in the flow and blah, 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 blah. But it's like when you say that, when you're like, I just want to be in the flow, it's like you're constantly thinking about what you need to get done. You're hopping from thing to thing. You're never really feeling like you accomplished anything. Um, But when you start creating a schedule for yourself and you start, you know, opening space for you to just be creative, but you also have things that you get done and you have time to get them done there, it's like you can be more in the flow at the time that it's time to be in the flow, you know? And I really experienced that. And that's the exact same thing with money. It's like, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It, I mean, there is obviously making more money, like it's great, but that is not the answer. The answer is not to make more money. The answer is to learn how to manage it. Um, and no matter how much money you make, you will keep experiencing this. You know, if you don't get this down, I'm talking to you. If you feel this, if you are like, Ooh, I am talking to you and I really want you to learn from my mistakes. Like, please listen to me. (laughs) Um, start learning now. Stop. Don't wait until, Oh, until I have, you know, when I have this amount of money or when I'm making this amount of money, then I'll learn those things. Learn them now. Start putting those little practices into place. Um, be aware. The, the one huge thing is just be aware of what you're spending and how you're spending it and what your percentages are on your credit cards and what your minimum payments are and like how much are your expenses in comparison to how much you make. Like this is just important things. And, um, we do talk about this on Laura Jean Bell's, um, we talk a lot about like Dave Ramsey and just different strategies and stuff, but yeah. So, um, I'll take you more on this journey as I go through it, but I, okay. I never got to the explorer of what happened. So I took the limb after months and months of just like not wanting to ask for help, just pushing through, hoping that at the final hour of this wedding, it will all come together. I put it in my wedding book and I, and I message some people and I think about what it is that I like, why it is that I do what I do. And I step back into that space and I do what I promised him that I would do, which is come from that space of purpose. And I start just working from that space. I start, you know, going through our income and just like, really feeling it and really acknowledging, like truly feeling like I've seen it. I was seeing it. I was seeing how helpful everybody was seeing. I was saying how helpful everybody was being, but like I was really feeling it, right? Of just like the support and just like, it just felt so full. And I am doing my homework that he gave me and I open up my account and the money from the IRS had just been deposited in my account. You guys, to really explain how fucking nuts that is, after it was 34 weeks, so it was supposed to be 16 weeks, it was like 34 weeks, like I hadn't, I hadn't heard from them. I had no idea if maybe like they were, you know, going to audit it and make me like, you know, I don't know. I had no idea. I just had to completely let, let that go and I was moving forward and I had finally received help and I had finally laid my fucking garbage on the ground and my <laughs> aired out my laundry and there it was. How crazy is that? So I actually ended up being able to rip up the check that I had gotten as a loan and start from there. Um, take from that what you will. All I know, I know this is woo-woo and I know like, but I just cannot deny like I literally in this moment, like last night I was just like, I literally had felt like I had an spiritual experience because I could not deny what just happened. I could not deny, you know, the fact, like the, the lessons that I needed to learn to open up the doors for the things that I worked for to flow to me, to the grace first to sit in the embarrassment, to sit in the shame. And then to let to let grace and love and support and compassion fill me up. I like was astonished. I literally was so I was just so shook. I know like you know there's gonna be some people who listen to this and they're gonna find reason or be analytical about it or whatever. It's coincidence. It's guys. I left there, came back, sat down, was doing my work. I logged into my bank account about five times because I was, you know, getting numbers for everything. And like that evening, so what, what, oh, so this is what I was like, I was going to go upload the, the, so I was like doing my homework, checking my account. It wasn't there at the time. Then I went to go upload the, cause I was like, okay, 
receive this. Like it's okay. So I was like, maybe I won't need it. Like I just put it in my, I was like, maybe I won't need this. And, um, like, I was like, let me just see, like, I feel like I'm coming back into my body now or back into like, you know, that space again. And like, let me just lean into this right now. And, um, but towards the end of the night, I was like, it's okay to accept help. And, and so I went to go upload it. And when I went to upload it, the money was pending in my account. Um, that was supposed to be coming for the wedding. So that's what happened last night. <laughs> Welcome to the From Anxious to Able podcast, episode one. <laughs> Raw fucking truce for ya. Um, yeah. So now I'm on this journey and I, I, I really want to figure it out because guys, things aren't getting cheaper right now. They're not getting cheaper. Um, things, the economy is, the economy is experiencing some shit and we are rolling with the tide and, um, you know, some of us might be feeling it more than others right now, but I don't, I think there will be a time where everyone is feeling the consequences of what's happening in the world, um, or the, the backlash of what's happening. And, um, you know, if you're not feeling that the, when you check out at the grocery or when you go get gas or, you know, I think everybody's kind of feeling some of it right now. And it's really, really important that we learn how to keep it simple and know where everything's going um, and have like have that power. Like you have the power. It is your money. You get to decide where it goes. It's your money. You decide where it goes. Be responsible. <laughs> Talking to myself, obviously. Um, and uh, yeah, so... I don't really have like a whole lot of tips for you yet, but they're coming. So if you keep listening to the podcast, there's a really wonderful episode where I ask a lot of questions and, um, yeah, so more information on this is coming, but right now I just wanted to share that story with you. And I want to speak to you right now. If you are experiencing this space of stress, um, whether it be financially or around health, um, or making big decisions for, you know, your children or whatever it is, like I, feel that heaviness. Um, like I, and I really have, like I really have, and not everybody will understand what you're going through. And, but there are people who do, there are people who, um, have gone through exactly what you're going through now in some way or another, you know, we're never going to feel totally and 100% understood because every experience is so unique, but I would just want to let you know that you're doing okay. Have compassion on yourself. I'm proud of you. You know, just, just feel that. I don't even know if I've met you in person, but if you're listening to this right now, I want you to know I'm proud of you and you should be proud of yourself that you've made it this far and you should have grace on yourself and compassion on yourself for the things you may not have been able to control, um, for mistakes that were made, for choices, you know, whether we're in or out of your control. Just have grace. Forgive yourself. And don't be afraid to air it out. Be raw and honest with yourself about what is really going on so that you can move forward. Because now, let me tell you, a whole new victory story is coming. A whole new success story is emerging within me, and I know it. But I did not know it yesterday morning. I did not know it for the last eight months. I could, I could see it. I could see the facts. I've been putting in the work, right? I had been putting in the work. I was consistent. I never stopped. I could see the facts of that. But now, having really just given myself permission to see where I'm at, I'm going up from here. No more stupid, sh- no, 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 no more blind action. Okay, no more blind taking, no more taking blind action. There we go. All right, so um, stop dropping jams. Got to be honest by um, Kendall Inskeep, I-N-S-K-E-E-P. If I'm being honest, I'm not being honest. Yeah, that one. It's a great song. Great writing. And um, I think I already kind of gave you a strategy for sanity, you know, just be honest with yourself. And sometimes you don't even know you're not being honest with yourself. Like I literally didn't know that I wasn't being fully honest with myself. 
I thought I was just being strong, you know, let yourself cry, put some humility on or release oil on and just let yourself have a good old cry, you know? Um, all right. Stay tuned for future episodes. Got some really fun interviews coming up and I love you guys. Good luck to you out there in this world. If this episode spoke to you, I would love if you would go to that Apple podcast app or the Spotify app and leave a review. I read every single one, but it also means so much because it helps spread the word of this podcast. So please take the time if you can, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.